Okay, perfect. So, welcome to another episode of Justice Sobriety, where we talk, spill, and share the tea soberly and anonymously. I have a guest speaker on here, Erin, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I um, I appreciate you, Jess, for having me. It's fantastic. I hope you guys can hear me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of having almost a minor breakdown, but it's okay. So <laughs> um, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. It's all my fault. It's fine. So um, I have my own podcast. Please feel free to join me. At the love letter, where I share my experiences from the past in the present with hopes for the future. It's amazing, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much. Love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) All right. Let's jump in. Let's dive in. Okay. So I decided. I needed a break from homework, so I watched a movie on Netflix called Recovery Boys. Have you seen it? (laughs) No. Now I gotta watch it. What's that? Yes, you do. Okay, so it's about these... Huh? Demon. It's so... I don't want to say whether I think it was good or bad, because it's a documentary about these guys that they go into a like a farm sober home or sober uh-huh. living and it's just it's all so raw and uh-huh. as i was watching it i was like fuck like you know it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't shy away from anything and it, it honestly like whenever they were talking and they were having their meetings i was like oh yeah that that's how things really are it's just they're, oh, they introduce themselves as addicts, and we say alcoholics, and it's just, I don't know, I think I'm still, like, in shock. Um, I thought it was going to end a lot happier and fuzzy, and okay. no, it did not. It did not. <laughs> okay, but- so what we have to understand is that, unfortunately, in in our lifetime, we have not experienced a movie unless I would appreciate if somebody would like keep me into a movie other than uh, Stuart Smalley Saves His Family that is about recovery or addiction that in in a good way I haven't seen one yet <laughs> uh, that's really the only one and Stuart Smalley didn't really save his family. He just realized that all of his family had problems, and he had problems too. And like, I guess that's a happy ending. Yeah. Because his family, you know, finally realized that they were fucked, and <laughs> fucking that fucking sucks. But um, <laughs> like, so I get it. I get it. Like, I watched, what is that movie that I said that I watched? Oh, my God, I have to look. It's at, It's on Prime. And it was a movie that I watched, and it was about somebody in recovery, and she was in a, like, a home for recovery, and 
somebody was like hunting them down. It was ridiculous. Was, was that the 28 Days you were talking about? No, 28 Days is with Sandra Bullock. And I love 28 Days with Sandra Bullock for like multiple reasons. One is because she actually, okay, well, not the character in the movie. She doesn't actually follow the rules. But of course, that has a happy ending because, of course, it's Sandra Bullock. <laughs> but at the same time, they tell her the truth. Like, it, you, when you get out of sobriety, I mean, when you get out of, like, a sober living situation, which is why she had her 28 days, which I didn't, I thought it was 30. Anyway, she got out of her situation and then they told her to get a plant. And if the plant lives for, I think they, I, I want to say six months. I got to, I got to go back. But I believe if they say the plant lives for six months, then you can get a dog or a pet. And if the pet lives for six months, then you can get a relationship. So that takes you to 12 months. And like, I've been living by that. <laughs> and stop laughing. I'm trying to Work, work the hey, program, work, great. work, work. I just laugh, okay? But, you know, well, you know, we don't really have, like, do we have, like, significant, like, examples? Like, of ourselves in, like, normal life where we can be like, hey, that's a sober person that worked it out. Like, um, Elton John. Oh yeah. Eminem. Like we don't have, but so many people. Isn't there Russell Brand too? That worked it out. Russell. I think. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I don't want to say the wrong shit on here. Right. All I really want to know if you could tell me why my kids are so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching them. I'm not like a crazy person. I'm actually watching my daughter's Big Hair Don't Care. Oh. Um, cool. In the study. She's still there. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, sober. Anyways. He's sober still? Well, in this article, anything can happen. But yeah. Yeah, right. One day at a time. Today is Um. Okay, so what's the topic? Because I feel like we talked about something earlier and I still want to get off. It just head. really reminded me like because in the movie, I don't want to give too much away for you and those who haven't seen it. It just really okay. as I was watching it it made me think of like people that I know and it's like the same fucking situation with a few different variations of course and it's like they have they have time sober and then they fuck up and then they have a little bit more sober time and then they just fuck up and then some of them get it and then others it's like it's like jail isn't enough to do it they still fuck up like losing their kids isn't enough it's just it's like some of them I don't know if any of them have ended up homeless and there's one of them they're doing 
like they were doing awesome and they were like leading groups and it was just I don't know it just really hit me it really fucking hit me because like really all you'd have to do is just change the face and the name and then that's people I know and it was just really heartbreaking to see it again in other people and although yeah it's a movie it's real lives it's real lives like all the shit that happens to them it's not made up so it's just like it was kind of painful to watch at times because it's real shit that real people real you know like I don't know brothers in recovery they've fucking gone through and it's just it's just sad and seeing their lows seeing that some of them regardless of their relapses and slips and fuck-ups they still kept trying and it just made me really grateful seeing all that to be where I am thinking about all the times that I wanted to relapse where I very, very much easily could relapse, I didn't. Because that could be me too. That could easily be me, but I didn't. And I wouldn't have what I have today if it weren't for my sobriety, if it weren't for some... I I had a conversation with someone on the porch at the at our home group and I was saying like sometimes I think it is my ego that also keeps me sober because I don't have the balls to go in and get another fucking desire chip (laughs) and sometimes I feel like when I am emotional I think about that when I'm in my feelings and I just want to fucking drink or I don't even know I just don't want to feel and I want to change the way that I feel I have to think of that even if it's playing the tape forward just to being too embarrassed I'm grateful for that because it it keeps me sober when all of us doesn't and I don't know I guess if you could if you got anything from that if you could relate to any of that (laughs) uh, feel free to feel free to add to that or you could talk about how how your mountain town is we all have them I'm glad you admitted it because it sucks to do that alone are you there Erin hello Erin Are you there? Okay, I think I lost you. I don't know what happened. What's the last thing you heard? If I can get anything from this. Oh, yeah. Like, if you could get anything from that, or if not, if you want to talk about this meltdown you're having, because I think it's great that you even admitted that you're having one. Whatever you want to talk I can, about. I mean, <coughs> I can do both. I could do both. Okay. Um, <coughs> I don't have COVID. I promise I've gotten tested twice. I, I'm just coughing. You're good. Probably because I smoke too much. 
But anyways, um, now we, I can't do it. Um, the perfectionist in me will not allow me to do, smoke the drugs. Anyways, I, you know, I struggle. I, I, I struggle with my sobriety. Like, um, today was my eighth, eighth month birthday. And I was, I wasn't struggling today. Like, I really wasn't. For the first, this is the first birthday, I wasn't struggling with drinking. Like, I just wasn't. Like, I was like, all right, I don't drink today. I'm about to get my chip. No, no, no worries. Like, no big deal. Um, but it doesn't mean that shit didn't happen. And I think that, like, that's one of the biggest things that, we need to realize as addicts is that like life still happens mm-hmm. although we're not drinking. Um, I will say that honestly as a recovering addict in recovery, I say and not recovering addict in recovery. You know I gotta I gotta add extra because I'm extra. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> but like when I like my first three months, nothing happened. Like I went when I went back to work, everything was fantastic. Things were great. Schedule, word, 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 life, life, life. I felt like I was like a chrysalis turning into a butterfly. It was amazing. <laughs> and then I realized, like, wait, hold up. Like you might be a butterfly, but the wind is still coming. <laughs> You know, it doesn't mean that I wasn't a butterfly because my fucking monarch butterfly life was amazing. Yeah. I, you know, for the first time in my life, I thought I was cute. Like, I thought I was cute. Not what somebody else told me. And if you would like to hear the insecurity and security part, I talk about that on my podcast. Anyways. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, I finally felt for the first time in my sobriety that I could function. Like, I was a mom. I was taking my kids to practices. I was going to meetings. I was going to work. I was dealing with shit, responding to emails, responding to texts keeping a straight line with with my sponsor and my friends because I believe I was still texting you almost a lot you know (laughs) probably and I I was available yeah and I still felt like I was dropping the ball like, I wasn't enough for everybody. Well, shit, was I enough for me? Because I was still alive. Like, I had to, like, pause. Yeah. Um, You know, that part of it was hard for me. And I had to figure that shit out. I don't know if I'm on your topic today. I have a lot in my, my brain today. Through my topic, just talk. You're good. Well, let me talk about how the fuck I'm mad today then. All right. If so, just to give you guys background, I was, I'm a teacher. 
And I was in my staff meeting today. Of course, we're right now online. I'm dealing with my own fucking emotions about the fact that we're going to be going into the campus in three weeks. You know what? That's in God's hands. And I will leave that there. And the fact that I can leave that in God's hands is a big leap for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm not worried about three weeks from now. Um, Step three. uh, Yes. So in this meeting today, one of our quote unquote professionals, and I say quote unquote because I'm angry still. (laughs) She was like, if you have a burning desire, don't put it in the chat. Just text me. You have my number. I was so infuriated. Right. By the comment. If you had, first of all, when I went to a meeting, when I had a burning desire, I wanted to die. That wasn't yeah. a text me if you have my number. That was a, I need to go to a meeting because I need to get sober. I was yeah. infuriated. I was, I'm still, well, no, I'm dealing with that. You know, people who aren't in the program, they don't understand. Maybe maybe she just liked the way it sounded and doesn't understand how serious that shit is. Like, the night before my 11-month mark, I almost relapsed. And I had a burning desire for the first time since I got into the program. And I was basically, like, crying my eyes out after that. But, yeah. So people don't understand how serious that is. It is frustrating. I'm not trying to, like, downplay it. Oh, no, I understand. It was just, like, in my head, I'm like, who told her that? Because I've been in and out of the rooms with my parents. Uh, My parents have been through NA, AA, CA, OA, pick an A. (laughs) And the only time I've ever heard a burning desire was in a meeting. Yeah. And so when I heard it today, I know that I know the person that the first person that I, the first person that I heard say it, I know that she's not in AA. I know her personally. Uh, I know for a fact that when she did the PD today, she was tipsy. Um, And so it bothered me because what I do know is that she heard it from someone, which means that she heard it from someone in the program, which means that someone in the program is talking to her, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing and a bad thing at this point. I say it's a bad thing because she's just using our stuff willy-nilly, and it is our stuff. Like, I stand by so many things in recovery. I stand by several statements. One, what people think about me is not my business. I have not heard that anywhere else. Yeah. Um, I've also heard the burning desire. That's not something that she heard anywhere but from someone in sobriety Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that she said it it was that 12 other people 
throughout the day, took it and ran with it. If you have a burning desire, don't post it in chat, text me. And you're defending me because that's not how we work in our program. Yeah. We don't, I can't imagine if you and I were in a Zoom together and I am giving a spiel about my burning desire because I am done. I want to drink and I'm done. And you're like, hey, you have a burning desire. Don't put it in chat. Text me. Like, that's just not who we are. That's no. not who we are. We're like, fucking tell everyone. Get it out. Right. And so it it actually went back to another pet peeve of mine. I believe I shared it with you, but if I haven't, so my bad. Anyways, um, the whole don't share if you're, you've been drinking or yeah. if you're using. That bothers me. It bothers me to no extent because I feel like, no, when I got my sobriety chip, I wasn't drunk. But... When I went to my third meeting, because when I got my sobriety chip, I was in my third meeting. I wouldn't have had the audacity to get my third chip if I had not been in a space where I felt free to share. Mm -hmm. And I know that I rambled in my first, like, experience to talk in a room. We all, fucking- uh, we all fucking ramble sometimes. I, I know I ramble today. I don't really care. Um, but I do know that like I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Last time I was in, I guess that was last Wednesday, I was in a meeting and a friend was had been using like I needed to experience that. Like, I needed to remember. Was it the one I was in? Yeah. Yep. And that whole, don't share if you've been, like, I just don't agree with that. Because there's entire two pages dedicated to that in this 12 step. Where... As we are of service, we we share our experience, strength, and hope. And for a person to not feel free to share where they are, where they've been, or where they want to be is crippling people. So I don't agree with the statement. And... Yeah. I will not in any meeting I lead say that and I'll Mm-mm. say that. I just, I won't do it. That's not I, okay. Yeah. It bothers me. It's been bothering me. I've talked to several people about it. And yes, a lot of people have explained to me, well, you know, if you're drunk and you're in a meeting, you're probably going to be sarcastic. Um, Shit. Half of my shares are sarcastic. And, then and I'm sober. I, well, I got on my I got on my pedestal because I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> what the fuck is your purpose going into a meeting being sarcastic? Why the fuck you drive all the way there? Like, I was just angry because yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, I mean, the meetings are like 20 minutes from my house. But I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Like, even if you're going to relapse. 
I understand that. Like, because many of us do. Yeah. Yet, I have... I don't know. And maybe I'm just sheltered, you know, that, that top, that top drunk that's sheltered, that doesn't understand that I didn't lose my car, didn't lose my house and lose my job. I've been in meetings where people aren't falling apart. Well, shit, I've been in meetings where I was falling apart. But yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, I knew that I had y'all and I knew that mm-hmm. if God brought me to y'all, I had God too. So I wasn't alone anymore. And it just, it bothers me. And so, like, it honestly fucks with my aspect of getting a sponsee. Because I know that, like, I hear shit in meetings like that, and then I get angry. And. But it's okay to be angry. Okay. Well, explain that to me, please. Damelo. Because. Just because we're sober, it doesn't mean we're not going to get angry at things. It's just, it's how we respond to it. Like, if you're angry, you can have a healthy discussion and let it go because we can't control shit. Yeah. And it doesn't help to ruminate over things. And I'm saying this because I'm like the queen of rumination, okay? So I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not just pulling that out my ass. It it makes things worse. And if we're angry, how are we being... Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need to... If we're scared to be angry, that's just going to cause more resentments later on. Okay. I feel like I could word this a lot better, but my brain is just like... That hamster in my head is really running. And it's like starting to smoke. <laughs> I know I totally understand. Uh today I mean I've been beating myself up all week. Um, you know my podcast I usually post on Monday. I didn't. I post yesterday. Um I really don't I didn't post today. I usually do a Wednesday reset. Um and my Wednesday reset was supposed to be on like communication. And I just couldn't post it. Like I just couldn't. It's, I'm in a spot, so continue to pray for me. Like, I'm in a spot right now, and I know that, like, my therapist is going to be like, fuck this. Get get your shit. Catch your shit. Um, (laughs) Like, I just, I can't seem to catch my shit right now. Um, I don't like the space that I'm in. I don't. I don't really understand the space that I'm in and that makes it so much harder because I don't really understand the space that I'm in. I know that I'm doing my best to stay sober. I was sober today. I got my chip. I'm happy that I got my chip. That's that high, that addictive part of my brain and that high, that's going to last me at least three weeks. Well, shit. At that point, I feel like, well, I got to work on one week to stay sober to get my nine. Um, And I'm not worried about nothing but that. And that's just kind of where I'm at. And it's like the perfectionist in me is like, hey, no. How long are you going to do that? 
But I'm like, man, fuck it. Shit. You ride it till you ride till the wheels fall off. Yeah. In my experience, um, one thing I've I've had to learn and I'm still learning uh-huh. and I'm I'm not always as gracious about it when I'm trying to figure out what the fuck it is. But someone told me that we don't always have to have all the answers right away. It's okay if we don't understand things. And our higher power will present those fucking answers when they feel like it. Okay. And if if we keep trying to force an answer, it's not going to come. We're just going to make our lives more difficult. And honestly, that's been... That that came true because instead of just being serene and patient, I became angry and bitter and overwhelmed. And I probably, probably, I definitely caused a lot more headaches than necessary. And then whenever I stopped trying, I was like, oh, this is why it's all happening. Or, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> Sometimes, like, the next fucking day, as soon as I just say, fuck it, here you go, God. And then I just suddenly know. And then I'm just like, why did I... Why did I waste all that time being not as helpful to others as I could have been? Why? Because, again, we're very selfish. And I was worried about myself. And I probably missed out on opportunities to be helpful of others. Because I was only worried about myself and my answers. And that's my spiel on that. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's fine. But that was just for my my own life. If that helped, great. If not, well, just take it as a grain of sand and whatever. Sand and salt. Sand and salt. Yep. <sighs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but by all means I don't know shit I'm no therapist I'm working on a degree but even that I'm still not going to know shit it's just I-, I can only speak of my experience and what I've seen and what I've done experience with and hope that's what we're here for yeah yeah. I'm just so proud of you Erin me? Yes, you. Wow. I I remember when you first got into our (laughs) home group. Oh, God, don't tell people how I used to be in meetings and be like, fuck this bullshit. Why the fuck am I here? (laughs) Don't don't tell nobody that because you know I started off like that. Like, um, I'm bitter. I'm angry. Fuck, Fuck this. Fuck that. You know, I started off like that. Well, when I really started seeing you at meetings, you were more so sad trying to process that incident. And I was just like, this poor girl, I hope she makes it. Girl, I I was so sad. I know, I know. And you had every right to about Like all of it or more of the 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 accident. Oh, 
God, yeah. I'm not ready. You were so sad, and I just wanted to hug you, but I was too socially awkward. <laughs> Hello. Okay, somebody called me. That person freaking called me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't want to talk about that right now. I love how raw this session is. And now um, that person is in their feelings. And that person is... Probably under the influence? No, not... No. Um, She's upset because... um, I I'm feeling like although I don't know did you listen to my podcast from yesterday the wait you made one yesterday yeah I did my fourth fifth step yesterday oh no not yeah I the last one I listened to was your second and third first second and third which was amazing by the way (laughs) thank you um so I did my fourth fifth step yesterday and um Last night, I think I, I posted it last night. It was late. It was probably around nine. And that, I guess, I don't know. I, I need you to listen to it because oh, I like, will. I prom- seven people called me. Oh, shit. Today, like crying. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what I said. Like, I listened to it. I listened to it twice. My mom listened to it. My dad listened to it. And my three sisters and my brother listened to it. They they're, they don't know what to say to me. Um, Are they all in recovery or no? Uh, my brother is in recovery. So my brother was kind of like, holy shit. Like, the only thing that my brother could say was, why the fuck did you tell me that you had a miscarriage after Tatum. Like, when nobody listening to what I said. Um, yeah, okay. Oh my god, I had a miscarriage after Tatum. Tatum was four months old. I know that we weren't supposed to be having sex until after that, and we did. And I was pregnant, and I miscarried. So what? Oh my god, I cannot. I cannot. Okay, that but, was in 2013. I but that cannot. wasn't their business. It wasn't, and it was more like a, you know, I, I use my podcast to set myself free, like amends. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was talking to one of my friends earlier, or not, well, she's not a friend anymore, so let me preface by saying that. She's not a friend anymore. Definitely after this conversation, she and I are no longer friends, and that's Okay. But, okay, let me wash my butts. Okay, Amanda, I hear you. Um, like, I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I didn't, I did not do anything wrong to her. Like, she's a person that was on my list. I went through, you know, my part with my sponsor, I went through my part with my therapist, and I legit, legit AF. Alcohol free and ass fuck. I ain't do nothing. Right. I just didn't. Um, And 
you know, it's just one of those situations where like you have to own your part. And I did. And I just didn't do anything to her. Um, she listened to my podcast. She was upset. She cried. She called and told me that my podcast was the apology that she never felt like she was going to get. I really don't know what the fuck that means. I guess I appreciate it because she's trying to be my friend now. I really don't know. If you're listening, please go to my podcast and listen. Like, I don't know. Hmm. I I mean, it was just my fourth and fifth step. And I literally, like, like, just, I really just kind of was like, look, this is what the fourth step is. This is what the fifth step is. This is what I did. And this is how it, how it affected me because like my part, that column, it, it hit me. Yeah. It, it, it set me free. Yeah. And I understand that. like, and I said in my podcast, like this is where the magic happened. The magic happened in my part. Yeah. But here's the deal. I didn't realize that the magic happened at my part until I did it on my podcast. Okay. And I if it takes saying it a second time. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that may have been, you know, what people go through when they do it with their sponsee. It's like, hey, look, you know? Yeah. I'm doing it a second time. I hear my babies. How are my babies? Oh, um, actually, they're not your babies. I'm. Oh, those are other babies. Yes, and they're doing so good. And one of them just got water all over me. Thank you, butters. Uh- <laughs> oh my god, are they like South Park uh, aficionados? Butters. One of them, he is, we're just going all over the place, which I'm fine with. One of them is a St. Bernard. Okay. And the other, he's like, he's a mix, like German Shepherd, I think maybe Lab and something else. Okay. But the St. Bernard, when he drinks water, it's like it just fills up everywhere on his face and even when he's done drinking it's just like dripping and then he he came to say hi to me right after that oh yeah yeah (laughs) but you know like a few months ago I would have been like gross what the fuck but now I'm just like okay it'll dry I'm still kind of like gross but it'll dry um baby steps I guess Baby steps. Where were we? I don't even know. I don't poor know. listeners. Where are if, we at? If you guys are still here. I think thanks. we should go ahead and close it up with a prayer. And just be <laughs> like, hey, this was one of those days. I appreciate you for listening. Y'all are amazing. Catch you on the waves. Like, yeah. We were both in our feelings, and I think that's good. People need to hear that because just because we're sober, it's not always strippers and burritos. That's my favorite fucking line now. <laughs> I know. When he said I was like, 
well, maybe the strippers. Uh, but maybe the taco truck. Like, you know what? <laughs> mm. Can't decide right now. Jury's out. <laughs> I don't know what I want more. I, I, I don't know what I want more. Well, that's that's not something you have to decide right now. I know. Oh, that. I'll worry about that shit tomorrow. It's too late. I can't wait to re-listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) I am totally not because the perfectionist in me is going to be like, wait, did you say ain't? Like, no, okay. I'm teasing. Okay, but the the perfectionist in you, it sounds like you need to revisit step three. Love you. I'm going to stop doing your inventory now. Um, (laughs) Okay. That's my that's one of my character defects along with projecting and um yeah being careless with money. I'm going to stop. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We're yeah. so glad to have you. Thank you Aaron for being another highlight of my podcast. I love you guys. Love you, Jess. I love you. Let's close it out with the serenity prayer. This is like a 40 minute podcast it's all good man yeah well um moment of silence for the addicts and alcoholics in and out of the room still suffering um serenity prayer god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can Well, Erin, thank you for spilling the tea with me. Tea, tea, tea. And go check out Erin's love letter because it's amazing and you won't regret it. And I'll try to put your link in the description if I could figure it out. All right. I love you, girl. I love you. Have a good night. All right. You too, boo. All right. Bye. Bye.